Hello, LA Kings fans, and welcome to episode 58 of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us in this tough time that's going on, the, the weird world that we're living in. It's getting better, it looks like, but thank you for tuning in and listening throughout these tough times to episode 58 of the Kings Den. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham, and as always, this is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Kings Den THPN. That is at the Kings Den THPN. And don't forget, to, don't forget to follow me, your host, on Twitter, Jordy Cunningham at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Any everything from the whole network you can find right there. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We're starting to put a lot more video footage out, so definitely check out our YouTube channel at the Hockey Podcast Network. And check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content and the Thursday episodes for the shows that are doing Thursday episodes still, because as you guys know, we are only doing one episode a week with the whole COVID-19 crisis going on right now. And before we get into things here for episode 58, we have a lot to talk about. This is it's coming out on Monday, obviously, but I'm recording here Sunday morning, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, anyone listening. Keep killing it, keep doing your job, keep being a mother, so thank you, happy Mother's Day, and thank you for tuning in to episode 58 of The King's Den. We have a lot to talk about because we had a conference call from General Manager Rob Blake this week who gave out a lot of good information about the LA Kings, and I want to talk about a tweet that our friends at the Quack Report here at the Hockey Podcast Network put out this week discussing hockey in California. So we're definitely going to get into all that. But before we get started, let me tell you once again about our friends at Cool Hockey. Since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. Quality is just as important to them as it is to you, and that's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey Stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM and hands them in their 1,500 square foot state-of-the-art protection facility in Toronto, Ontario to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all of their all of their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. Cool Hockey is committed to providing every customer with a high-quality product that is hand-stitched by professionals. Since Cool Hockey does not outsource any jersey for customization, that means their jerseys can be customized and shipped to you faster than their competitors. Cool, Hockey's, cool Hockey jerseys and customization is officially licensed by both the NHL and the NHLPA, they take pride in making you just look like the players on the ice. Check out our friends at www.coolhockey.ca. And we want to bring them up because we want to remind you once again that we have another contest with Cool Hockey right now. Jersey lovers, have you ever wanted an excuse to buy a new jersey? We know you have because who doesn't want to buy a new jersey? I just bought a new jersey. Would win, if, if you could buy a jersey and win a Cool Hockey gift card, at the same time, that's a win-win, right? From May 1st until June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link, the Hockey Podcast Network's link, will automatically enter you for a chance to win a $175 gift card to Cool Hockey. So all you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. That is www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. Buy a jersey. Tell us on Twitter at at HockeyPodNet, which jersey you ordered so we can connect the dots of you actually bought a jersey. 
and it'll be a live draw until June 6th. That's all you have to do. Anyone who buys the jersey through our link, again, coolhockey.com slash THPN, will be entered to win a $175 gift card to Cool Hockey. And if 10 jerseys get sold by May 15th, we'll bump it up to a $200 gift card. And you want to save money while you buy the first jersey to enter the contest? Use our promo code THPN when you're buying a jersey through our link to get 30% off. So it's about $75 usually off. So definitely check that, check all of this out. Once again, www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. Buy a jersey. You Use the promo code THPN for 30% off and you'll automatically be in a draw to win a gift card for $175 to Cool Hockey with the potential for it to go up to $200. Check it, check it out again, www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. Okay, let's get into the LA Kings for this week. Lots of news because Rob Blake held a conference call this week, the general manager of LA Kings. Lots to discuss. A ton. You guys know I love going back and finding the quotes of what players and management say. It's going to be a lot of that this episode, but it's so interesting, some of the things he said for sure. And he's kind of started out, which way do we want to there was, he talked about anything and everything which way do we want to start with this here he talked about Jeff Carter's injury he talked about many things let's talk with let's start talking about Jeff Carter because that's what he started with it, during that seven game win streak before the coronavirus ended Jeff Carter was out he had a injury and they just called it a, a lower body injury I believe is what they called it it turns out it was a core injury and uh, Rob Blake said, "If hockey was was to resume, Jeff Carter won't be won't be playing. It's a core injury that's more serious when than they thought. He's been doing rehab at home, but part of the issue it, he saw a specialist before the whole coronavirus took over, and he's been doing rehab at home during this time, the Corona time. But part of the issue for this injury is he needs to travel to get further diagno- diagnosis and testing, and he can't do that right now." Obviously, so that's part of the reason why Jeff Carter won't be back if hockey does resume and if the regular season resumes. It's because he's it's getting better, but he needs to see a specialist for his injury, and that's it's tough, but it's the reality of the situation right now. It's just the way the way it goes sometimes, and it's it's difficult, but it's just the way it is. And then, of course, Rob Lake got into all the of course what's going on and how how what hockey would be like if it came back and said so she got asked first of all he got asked the challenges of motivating a team that's out of the playoffs if they do resume the season because of course the LA Kings they won seven games in a row there's some momentum there but this team's not going to make the playoffs so if the regular season does come back how is this team going to be motivated we know already know Drew Doughty said he doesn't want to play and we've talked about this before like if the if it does come back will the older guys even want to play but Rob Blake said there's very difficult challenges for sure. The, the main communication we've had with the players is along the same line as the league is going is along is along the same line as the league is going to do everything it can to resume play. Whether that includes regular season games, expanded playoffs, there's so many different scenarios that have been floated out there. The message to our guys is that try to keep in the same mindset that there's still games to be played and their job is to play those games. The training aspect has dramatically changed when where home gyms are obviously a priority. And that's true. Guys are trying to get their work in, but you have to be in the mindset that you have a chance to play again. I know it's extremely difficult in this situation. 
right now to even imagine playing again. But it's it's so tough to think about to get in that mindset of oh we're gonna be playing again for this season. But I I I've said it before. I don't think this season should resume. Unfortunately, it's sad. Rob Blake does touch on that. We'll get into that. But it's true. Like it's tough for this team. This quote also goes on to say different scenarios have been talked around the league and about a training camp and such but it but the overall mindset yes it's a challenge but when you know you're playing games after being out this long that i really don't have any meaning that aspect would be difficult so we're we've tried to provide a mindset to those players that there will be games and that's kind of what you have to do at this point you have to try to and you have to try to ingrain your players on the fact that hey you could be playing again pretty soon and to to talk about the different scenarios uh, Rob Blake said, I think you got a mixed reaction right now because there's so many different situations out there. Until they finalize one, then the players can really key on it. And the talk of a hub city and putting teams there isn't really unfamiliar for a lot of players that have participated in either world championships or the Olympics or different things. International tournaments seem to be the same way. You go to a host city, you play three games a day or different countries. You're kind of isolated between the hotel and the arena. So I don't think that setting is unfamiliar with the majority of the players. And thinking of that, I didn't think of it from that standpoint. That when I read that originally, that was so interesting to me because it's true. Like I didn't think about it from that point of view. Like it's just it would a hub city would just be like the Olympics because players are usually just they they play and they go to the hotel and that's it. They don't really they go around the city a little bit, but like for example, you guys know I'm in Vancouver. We have Olympic Village where all the athletes stayed during the during the Olympics in 2010 like it's I didn't think about it that way but that's a good point to think of how there's not going to be much travel in between players it's just arena to hotel and back pretty much so there is familiar familiarity there if there is a host city Rob Blake did go on to say the issue the issue is that there's so many different ideas so until they come up with one that's that's supported medically and by local governments Everything has to go into the expectations to resume play, and it's true. And it's not even—it's not just players; it's staff, it's everyone. You ought to make sure every, all the situations, all the all your bases are covered if you want to have hockey back. Because you don't—you don't need this. You don't need COVID spreading again. You don't need it getting bigger again. The curve's starting to be flattened. People are trying to take advantage of the hot weather right now. I hate it. And in, here in Vancouver, here in LA, people are going out a little too much again. Like, we want to try to destroy this thing. And I get that, like, the States is trying to reopen. But, man, like, we don't want this thing. We don't want COVID getting bigger again. Anyways, back to Rob Blake. He said that this is what I just touched on. Blake touched, Rob Blake touched on how damaging it would be to have the for the season not to finish. And he said, the aspect of not being able to finish a playoff run and see an ultimate champion, a Stanley Cup champion, that is a precedent that has that it has happened before and the game has been able to bounce back and continue. I think our feeling on a lot of players, they understand the importance of sports in life in general. When you're on this pause, it's not just hockey. It's all sports. Self-isolation, the staying home. There's a great need for sports to be played. Eventually, it will be. But the right, necessarily, steps need to be taken steps need to take place we're still trying to understand day by day what the different medical situations and conditions that occur with it but at the end of the day there will be hockey guys will focus on getting back and sports in general and that's a positive outlook on it yes that 
Rob Blake wants to see a Stanley Cup champion. That's what I get out of that. He knows it probably won't be his team, but he wants to see. He knows, he understands that a cup hasn't been presented in a season before, but you want to see it happen. You want to see these players all around the league. They work so hard all season long, and to have that taken away from them, it hurts. It hurts when, especially a team that's like right there. And to be honest, hockey was kind of wide open this year. Any of the teams that were going to make the playoffs, they had the chance to win it all. It wasn't kind of a one dominant team this year. And even look at last year, there was a dominant team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they blew it in the first round. So it's definitely interesting. But Rob Blake wants a Stanley Cup champ. Everyone wants to see a Stanley Cup champ. I just don't know how how much of a reality that is that we're going to see right there. And then he went on to talk about the Kings and what they gained this season because we've talked about this at length here. Uh, this this call was so interesting by Rob Blake. I'm so happy we had this because there was so much to talk about. He talked about the growth of this season for the Kings and how the prospect pool grew and the team did get bigger. And he said on this is Blake on what could be gained should the Kings finish the, the season. So this is what they gained and if they did finish the season. And he said, I do think the ability to play sports and the ability for the attraction of the fans to put the game on a level. And I'm not just talking hockey alone. It's all sports. I do feel the players, NHL and the union are all at the same capacity where they understand the importance of playing these games. Now, does it have anything to do with our standings or us making the playoffs? No, but it does. What it does, what it also does is you're probably going to, they're probably going to expand the roster. You have to carry extra players just because of the situation you're in. It won't be like I said, the status quo of the regular season, but so the so the ability for the younger guys to get in there for a training camp, whether it's three weeks, it's more regular season experience. It's more experience for the development, basically, to what Rob Blake goes on to say, which is huge for the young guys. More games in for the young guys was so beneficial to this LA Kings team. The, of course, we've talked about it at length. This team's in a transitional period. It needs to get... it's. The players need to get their experience, and if they play more, then that they're going to get more experience. So it's just the way it goes sometimes, right? But like it's shitty because like there's so many unknowns to what's going on in this in the whole in the world right now with COVID going on. But if the regular season was to resume, I honestly think that the Kings should just play the young guys. I think the Kopitars, the Doughties, they can. There is what ten games they take it off, keep play, keep taking off, give the young guys a chance. I know it's difficult to say because the the older guys get the get paid the big bucks, but I really think that if that hockey was to come back, the young guys should be the ones playing, not the older guys. And Rob Blake he went on to say to talk a bunch. Oh, before we go on to players, because he talk about players, he talked about the. The talk that was kind of the rage this week about if there's if the draft's going to be held in June or like it usually does or what's going to happen because there's lots of different scenarios for the NHL draft that have been talked about as well. And he said about the June draft and making trades, that seems to be the biggest concern. It's a possibility of different trade scenarios that could happen with the draft postseason. What we've been doing... What we've been doing is doing our work and analyzing the two scenarios. There's a June draft or there's a draft at the end of the possible season and going over different things. As far as our team is concerned with the plan and things going forward, I think we're quite comfortable with either scenario and we'll have and we'll have to work with it, obviously. 
I completely agree with that because of how good this prospect pool is. And it is just going to get better when the draft happens. But I think that the Kings are comfortable right now and Rob Blake's comfortable knowing, hey, I have one of the best prospect pools in the game right now. It's an impressive prospect pool. really is. And it's just going to get better when the draft happens. But the way the boat they're in right now, they have to be comfortable. You have one of the best prospect pools in hockey. It's just going to get better with the draft whenever it happens. But if I'm Rob Blake, I'm comfortable. I completely agree with that because, again, you have one of the best prospect pools, and it's just going to get better easily. It's just going to get better. That's that's all there is to it is that it's going to get better. He went on to talk about some of the players uh, over the course of the season on young players that progressed because, of course, this was a huge year for a lot of, a lot of young players. And, of course, he stepped – Right up, first guy he talked about was the guy I've talked about all season long. The guy I've loved. You guys have known that I love this guy watching this guy play, and that's Blake Lazat. He said, he said about the young players that progressed up front. Blake Lazat, that competitive nature, didn't really see much of a dip in his season that that you would see from some college guys in their first year of pro. He had a stretch there, maybe fifteen or twenty games, where it was a little slow for a few games. But you've got to think he's almost played a full season between exhibition and these games that would have. That would have over the last few years, but he seemed to battle through it. He did have the little setback with the injury, but his approach to coming back from that injury was very professional. He was an impressive figure around the team every single day in that aspect, similar to Curtis McDermott, where he wants to get better every day, and he's going to do the things to get better every day. Now, he talked about talked about more about Curtis McDermott and a role that he could play. I'll get back to that in a second. I just want to finish this when he talks about the young players. He said, Rob Blake went on to say, we obviously made the change in goal near the end of the season or near the deadline in, begin- in bringing in Cal Peterson, who we had watched last year in the, N- in the NHL and understood what he was capable of. He went down, he played tremendous. He played a tremendous amount of games early in the season in the American League and was able to step in there. Matt Roy and Sean, and Sean Walker almost became, I wouldn't say young players anymore. They've taken a step now where they're every day and they're relied on, trusted by the coaches. That they're, they're, there are quite a few guys that fit that mold and we're We'll see it going forward, but those are the few. And I totally agree. Those are the guys that took huge step forwards. He, when Rob Blake got into the defense in this conference call, he loves Matt Roy. He loves the left. He loves the right side of the defense, and he said he wants to address the left side of the the defense. But he is very comfortable with Matt Roy and Sean Walker on the right side of the of the defense, along with Drew Doughty. And I gotta say, I do too. Matt Roy had a huge year. Sean Walker had a huge year. You guys know how much I love Sean Walker's game this year. And he talked about Curtis McDermott. I'll get to that right now because he said it was huge re-signing Curtis McDermott. He said he said re-signing Curtis McDermott fills a very important role not only on the ice, not only on the ice within the room and in practice, just the details he brings every day. He's a very important player to, player to us. We saw Mikey Anderson a very short time, but very trusted by the coaching staff. So we we fully envision him jump to the NHL. And he went on to talk about Kale Clegg and Tobias Bornfoot. But there was also, uh, he, when he went on to talk about Curtis Moore, he said, I think what Curtis also brings, and when we say a presence, there's different ways to bring a presence to the team, whether it's Kopitar, Doughty, or Quick, and the presence they bring. But with Curtis, it's everyday presence on wanting to get better. And honestly, you need players like this. You need players that consistently want to get better. McDermott is one of those players. Blake went on to say, when you watch him play, the intensity he brings 
and he obviously has a physical side that not a lot of guys can bring at that level but also off the ice whether it's at practice or whether it's in the gym he's real competitive and what it does is it drags people into it and they gravitate to it and it spreads again you absolutely need guys like this you need the guys that want to get better every day because your teammates see that and they want to get better at the same time and you absolutely need that you need guys that want to get better because other guys see that and as a collective group everyone wants to get better and then it goes on to say between him and probably one of the other big surprises like that and of course he goes talking on about Blake Lazat and how he's another player like we just said who wants to keep working hard keep getting better but then in there's talking about Curtis McDermott he goes on to say that McDermott could be like the next kind of Kyle Clifford and of course a lot of different player Clifford kind of started the same way he was a young guy tough physical forward obviously not defenseman but he made a name for himself as like a really good third fourth liner he of course one of the biggest moments in King's history uh, uh, with the Stanley Cup clinching goal but the assist on it but I th- Rob Blake said that Curtis McDermott could be Kyle Clifford 2.0 and I could see that I honestly could see that. I think it's going to take a long time. But, hey, they didn't know what they had with Clifford, and look what he ended up being. So maybe that's what McDermott could be as well. They really like this guy on the back end, and they think that his competitive nature is just going to get him better and the team better and his work ethic, and I think it could. It could for sure. It might take some time, but I think it definitely could for sure. And it's good to see that they love a player like that. And then... Rob Blake did go on to talk about the uh, the defense and like we just said how he loves Doughty Roy Walker on the right side and you have uh, McDermott re-signed for the left side they're, they're, he said they're thinking about re-signing Ben Hudden and he said that the left side of the defense is a priority this season and it's true, it is because I think up front there's absolutely priorities but you have to trust the prospect pool coming and it's same with the left side of the defense as well but is Tobias Bornfoot going to be ready next season? Who knows? It's all. It's also so tough with so many questions up in there with the whole COVID-19 situation going on. But Rob Blake says that the left side of the defense is a priority this uh, this offseason whenever it happens because he loves the right side. It's pretty much solidified for next season with Doughty, Walker, and Matt Roy. Now, before we get on, before we continue this conversation because there was so much to talk about it was so interesting we've gone over a lot of it but there's just there, there was a lot and it was so interesting but before we go on he gets more into the prospects and the younger guys rob blake did but before we get on i want to tell you about puffy mattresses rated america's most comfortable mattress puffy provides ultimate sleep to thousands of customers nationwide the puffy mattress is an all foam mattress with a medium firmness level and outstanding pressure relief low density memory foam makes for an exceptionally soft sleeping surface lightweight sleepers and side sleepers will appreciate the bed's creating support which balances comfort with proper spinal alignment check out our friends at www.puffy.ca Okay, the conference call continues. Rob Blake talks about the prospect pool and how Ontario Reign are going to be young next season. But what he first talked about, I'm going to butcher this name again. I am so sorry. But he does talk about uh, Arthur Kulikev, who, of course, played for the the U.S. team at the World Juniors this year. He's one of the exciting prospects that 
the Kings have, obviously, and they are talking. They are trying to get to the point where they want to sign him. And uh, Rob Blake said we've put Kulikov in the group with the Turcots, the uh, the Holtz, the, and the Matt and the Maddens, guys that we would like. The guys that are a priority to sign, basically. We've been in discussions with Kulikov Kemp, obviously trying to finalize something. We would like to get it done sooner rather than later with the understanding that he's got a little bit fewer options than some of the college guys that have recently signed. And that's because Kulikov's only 19. So his options next year are either the NHL or go back to juniors. So we're trying to work through the best type of development plan for him. So that's, that's true. It's difficult, more difficult for him because it's either junior, OHL, or the, or the NHL. There's no quite AHL yet because he'll be in his 19 year old season and was drafted out of the major junior league so the AHL won't be an option so it's either OHL or NHL for uh, Kulikov next season so they want to sign him but it will be a little more difficult for his development but also OHL is a great league I know it's not quite the AHL but it's a great league and one more year there for him won't hurt him and I think he has to play there one more year because he did he had a good year, but he did struggle at the World Juniors, where it's a big, a bigger stage. I think another year at the in the OHL would be great for Kulikov. And he talks about the uh, young players, obviously, and then the uh, how the Ontario Reign are going to be young next year because he thinks a lot of the players will, uh, a lot of players will get a chance with the Kings next year, but. He, he loved what the Ontario Reign did this year, of course, the AHL team. And he went on to say six names on yesterday's call that as first-year pros, he's going to think are going to be a big part of the Reign next year. And honest, honestly, with the prospect pool and these names, I think that, that the Ontario Reign are going to be really, really good next year. Rob Blake threw out the names Samuel Fajmo, Akil Thomas, Aiden Dudas, Tyler Madden, Alex Turcotte, and Cole Holtz as first-year pros that are going to be on the Ontario Reign next year, and it's true. But hey, before we even get into that, Turkot played so well with the Kings that he's going to force the hand of the Kings to make the NHL team, not just the AHL team. Turkot played great, and I think he has really has a chance. But man, those names, the Ontario Reign are going to be good next year whenever it happens again. But Samuel Fajmo is a top prospect. Akil Thomas, of course. A huge goal for Team Canada. The biggest goal for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Aiden Dudas, of course, on that team. Tyler Madden, just acquired from Vancouver. He's going to be a great player. And Samuel Fajmo, like I just said, he was unbelievable for Team Sweden at the World Juniors. All these guys are great prospects that the Kings should be super happy to have because the OHL, or the Ontario Reign, they're going to be great. And the Ontario Reign, they're going to be great in the AHL next year. Sorry. And it's just... I know I've been preaching patience, but patience, 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 patience. The prospects are coming. This team's going to get a lot better. It's just going to take some time. And now one more point. I should have talked about this with the, I should have talked about this a little earlier when I talked about Lazat and McDermott and the growth of some players. I Rob Blake went on to talk about Adrian Kempe and how he built consistently. Again, you guys know I talked about this at length, how Adrian Kempe I thought had some of the most 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 growth this season over anyone, and he became so much more consistent in the second half. He was one of the best players in the second half. With with trades going on, of course, to fully get a trade and such, Kempe got a chance to move higher up in the lineup, and it showed that he can do that. He he can play at a higher level, and he said 
Rob Blake went on to say about Adrian campaign is consistency. Consistency is a big thing for us with Adrian. It's not so much game to game; it's game to game. It's stretches of games and maintaining that. We did see the adjustment. We've seen. We would have as a centerman. We've we've prepared him that way in the American League based on some of his tools and skating and the way he transports pucks through the neutral zone. But the shift to wing seems to open up more a little bit. He's one of the few wingers that we have that will drive a defenseman deep and curl up and look for the next wave and not. Look for the late wave another stretch of our of our systems that we've built on next season. So a lot of it was designed to get pucks on net this year, and I thought he did a good job of that. The important factor was also on the power play. It became very evident that it is a weapon to enter the zone. That he is a weapon to enter the zones with the dropback and allowing him to come with speed. He has the ability to go to both sides, kick it out. Traditionally, we're a team that where Drew would give it to Kopi on the backhand, and we'd enter that way. And I think the veterans saw the importance of using. Different different entries with Adrian, and that's true. Kempe's speed is second to none. While Austin Wagner, I would say, is ahead. But Kempe has great speed, and he is a dynamic young forward. And he showed that. He showed that he's a factor on the power play. He showed that his game is grew immensely. And the consistency, I completely agree. It's not quite game to game, but there was stretches where there was stretches of games where Adrian Kempe kind of lost it and didn't have didn't really have it. And he did it. He had it. He showed way more consistency over the second half of the season. I was pumped about that, and I hope he sh- he becomes more and more consistent. And there are no real off games for Adrian Kempe because there were stretches where there there were a ton of off games. And I think he really has the ability to be to be the player he was in the second half. Way more consistent, scoring goals more often, and being a power play threat. That was it for Rob Blake's conference call. That was a lot, but it was a lot to unpack there. But it was so interesting. Everything he talked about from the prospects to what's going to happen with the NHL. It was so interesting to see everything he talked about. And it was so nice to talk about important Kings news. Because, of course, there's been important Kings news every week that we've been bringing you. But that was that was fun. That felt like something. That felt like, oh, it's just nice to talk about Kings news and players and having. And, of course, like we've had we've had. We've had quotes and such from head coach Todd McClellan and players, but it's nice to see Rob Blake's point of view, the general manager, and of course, many different points that he brought there. It was awesome to see. And now, that, so that was Rob Blake, a ton unpacked there. But now, there's one more thing I want to touch on before we let you go for episode 58 of the Kingston, and that was our friends at the Quack Report, the Anaheim Ducks podcast here at the, at the Hockey Podcast Network. They put out a question this week that I thought was very interesting and I want to get your opinion on it but I'm going to spin it from the Kings point of view so the Ducks put out or sorry the Quack Report the official podcast of the Anaheim Ducks here at the Hockey Podcast Network put out a tweet that said who's who's the Ducks who is the Ducks bigger bigger California rival the Kings or the Sharks I thought that was an interesting question and I want to take it and ask you Kings fans who is the Kings' bigger California rival, in your mind? The Sharks or the Ducks? It's a very interesting question. We'll go over it next episode on episode 59, but think about it. Who is the Kings' biggest rival? The Ducks? California rival. The Ducks or the Sharks? Right now, do you say it's the Ducks because they're in a better position, I guess, than the Sharks? Of course, we just had Dylan and producer T on last two episodes from the Stay Hungry podcast, and they both say that it's tough for the Sharks right now, the position they're in. 
and how producer T just wants to blow it up, it's going to be tough for the Sharks right now. So with that, does that make the Ducks the biggest, the bigger rival right now? It's very interesting to to think about, but because of course there's been bad blood all over the years, but makes you think. So think about it. We'll tweet it out. We'll talk about it next episode. Who's the Kings' biggest rival? The Ducks or the Sharks? Maybe we'll have a quack report on to, to, to discuss this, and maybe we'll have the Stick Hungry Boys on again to discuss to discuss this question. Thank you so much for listening to episode 58 of the Kings Den. This has been episode 58. Thank you for listening. Again, before we let you go, don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe. Share with your friends. Some friend, some guy, some people are still in quarantine. I know the world's trying to get back to normal, but share with your friends. That, get them to have a listen. Not just to the Kings Den, but to every podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network, all 31 teams. And, of course, don't forget to check out Tales with TR, House of Hockey, Ice Analytics. And huge shout-out, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, our newest podcast, Hockey to Heroin. They have had amazing guests, and the latest episode had Theo Fleury on. So definitely check that out, because, of course, he had substance abuse problems over his career. So definitely check out Heroin to Hockey, Road to Recovery, our podcast there. The latest episode has Theo Fleury on it, so definitely check that out here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And always, before we let you go, once again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Kings Den THPN. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our video footage. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content. I want to talk to the guys and get another after-hour show go again, going again real soon. Because that was so much fun a couple weeks ago. And I think that we should get one going again real soon. And if we do, that will either be on Facebook Live for you to watch or on Patreon the next day. This has been episode 59, uh, 58 sorry, of the King's End. Once again, before I let you go, thank you to all the service workers out there right now. In the hospitals, the, the nurses doing and doctors doing everything they can in the hospital the truck drivers the groceries the people working in grocery stores get get on the stocks or get in the shelves stocked thank you so much for everything you're doing right now in this diff, difficult and tough time thank you for listening to episode 58 of the kings and we'll check you on monday for episode next monday for episode 59 a long weekend episode stay healthy stay high social distance do your thing we'll talk to you next monday